T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night. And uh, thankfully, the NFL Network rebroadcast has ended. So now all I have to see is uh, Travis Kelsey hold the trophy up. Did you watch uh, most of the postgame stuff? I kind of tuned out. I did not because I I was at the the Fillmore where we had our watch party for WIP. And then... As soon as it was over, I kind of just walked out and I walked home. By the time I got home, I had no interest in turning it back on. Yeah. And my girlfriend wanted to rewatch the Rihanna performance because we missed the first couple seconds because Rob Ellis and John Ritchie wouldn't shut up. So <laughs> we ended up just rewatching that and then going to bed. Yeah, that's a um, that's a, that's tough. I would imagine for the people there who who wanted who were interested in the Rihanna performance, right? Like I'm sure you had a lot of people, you know, they're just solely for the Eagles. Some who wanted to watch both, like I think a norm, kind of a normal person. But then there were probably some mostly Rihanna fans there, right? Like not really care about the game. Yeah, I, I would say there were probably about 400 women in their mid-20s who booed Rob Ellis and John Ritchie oh. mercilessly for about two or three minutes until they finally shut their mics off. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough spot to turn down Rihanna for the uh, for the uh, you know our, our halftime show there. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Quickly before we uh, go back to the phone lines here, I want to play this. Uh, Hertz asked about a contract today. What his thoughts on contract extension, contract talks this offseason? It is going to be the biggest story around the Eagles uh, this offseason is how they handle Jalen Hurts' next deal. I'd be very surprised if they do not sign him up this offseason and give him a new deal. I mean, you think about it. He doesn't have the four. He doesn't have the fifth year option on his contract. He he has one year left on his deal. I mean, they don't have to do anything, but then we are in a territory where next year he has to be franchised, right? And then all of a sudden it's like how it's very expensive, and uh, it turns to what happened with Dak Prescott in Dallas. I think that is very unlikely to happen. They're going to pay him this offseason. It's a matter of how much, how many years, how they structure it. Here was Hurts today. Um, I think given an answer you'd probably expect when asked about his contract. I think the, the the thing that that I'm most focused on is winning. You know, the only thing I care about is winning and ultimately winning championships. So um, there will be a day where that conversation can be had, but today isn't that day. I mean, that's the right approach, right? Him talking about his contract or it's 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 in poor taste after losing the Super Bowl. I I wouldn't have expected him to. He answered the question the way I thought. I did think it was interesting. I mean, he, he said what we expected. His goal is to win championships. Well, that does come into the contract. I mean, that's going to be part of, of the contract. Tom Brady won championships because he took less than the top quarterbacks. Is Jalen Hurts willing to take less than the top quarterbacks? I don't know. 
They have a, does he have a side business they could funnel money into? Jalen Hurts doesn't strike me as a side business guy. It strikes me as all football. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I think it's probably a difficult – Like I, I have to imagine it's going to weigh on him because this is his shot, right? This is his payday. He, he was not a fi- for high first-round pick, so it's not like he has a lot that he already made, right? If you're the first or second pick in the draft, you've got $10, $12, 15 $20 million in the bank already. He wasn't. It's his first payday. We don't know if he'll have a second. We don't know. I mean, careers could be shorter than you think. And the other part is his agent. This is this is her first contract. Like, this is the one that could put her on the map. So there's a lot of elements here. Like, his instinct might be team, 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 winning, winning, winning is more than anything. But I don't know. If I'm his agent, I'm saying, Jalen, we got we to gotta get the money. Oh, they definitely do. And I think he would be doing a disservice to himself and the other people who I don't think would have be happy with it is the NFL Players Association and other quarterbacks, right? If he took, say, he took a you know thirty percent discount, only signed for thirty five million instead of forty five million, what's going to happen when Justin Herbert goes to the the Chargers next week and says, "Hey, can I get my money now? I want fifty million." And say, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, Hertz just took thirty five. And he's been in the Super Bowl. What have you done, Justin? You haven't won a playoff game. Take 17 and deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Archie is in Ocean City, New Jersey. What's up, Archie? All right, guys. I've been watching the Eagles since Maxie Bone and Timmy Brown. So in the long delay to talk to you, I might have forgot some stuff. That's but, uh, all right. We forget things every day. No big deal. All right. So um, as to the play, the first question about the play, I mean, it just kind of stunk as we all kind of feel that they couldn't finish the game, playing it the way they played it all game. I'll leave it at that. Um, I think maybe, you know, you guys were really hitting on something when you said, like, the shootout was just like the game, you know, when we won the Super Bowl. I think you guys really were on to something there. Very very similar, Archie, except this time they they couldn't make the Brandon Graham play on defense to finish it. But there's where I'm thinking that, uh, you know, we got out coached in a lot of ways. Because, you know, you guys probably played poker, right? Yeah. All right. So you're getting down to the end of the game. You're in a tournament, and now you got X amount of money left, right? Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to just let them ante you out, or are you going to play a hand? Sooner or later, you got to play a hand. Of right? course, right? You got to play the hand. So I'm going to say the Gannon just kept doing. I mean, what's it matter if they score if they score a 70 yard touchdown or a two yard touchdown? They scored. Every time they got the ball in the second half. And he didn't really, you know, I don't have film like maybe you guys have access to and the coaches have access to. But sure as hell, if they're going to score every time, you might as well send 11 guys and try to hit my home. You know, at some point. Because yeah, it's almost like, he, it's almost like he, he just trusted his scheme more than... Um, and, and it was yeah. obvious it wasn't working. Like yeah. you said, they were scoring. And it wasn't even hard. The Eagles scored, but it was harder for the Eagles to score. Um, I think, you know, I know you got a little agitated with the last guy, but I think Spagnola did a much better job in that game because I think we had better talent and we still lost the game. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and now, and now I just, the, the, the only reason I push back on the Spagnola thing is the Eagles torched them. Like Jalen Hurts torched the Spagnola the whole game. Like it's not like he stopped him. They scored 35. Yeah, but I mean, we made some great catches and all. I mean, I know, it was just, it but was the Eagles score. The Eagles did a, score more offensive points than the Chiefs. Like that's yes, true. Absolutely, but it was a surgical dissemination in the second half. I mean, they would have scored every time they got the ball the way we were playing defense in the second half. We had to do something different, and that would be my complaint about the coaching. And it's not just that you know, at some point, 
you know, the head coach has to take the responsibility too. And I love the Eagles season, one of my favorite teams ever. But, you know, at some point you got to push the chips in and say, hey, we can't just let them walk down the field every time, which they did. Well, and they ran the ball, Archie. I mean, that, 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 the Chiefs, it's not, it wasn't just Mahomes. I mean, obviously he was amazing. But they ran it, they ran it for like six yards to carry. They ran it down. They just slammed it over and over. And let's not forget it would have been 28 points had those guys not taken the knee. Well. No, I'm just saying. They had oh, sure, touchdown. sure. You're, you're right. You're right. They would have scored the touchdown yeah, so there because they chose not to. You're right. Yep. So that's four for four touchdowns. Yes. You know? yes. And, and we never even came close to stopping them. I mean, that. That call that we didn't get was the closest we came the whole half to stopping them from just walking in. You're right. Yeah. It, it was. Um, it was so, a bit. It was. It was like watching a slow death. Like you. you yeah. I, it, for me, it was right. Right at the end of the third quarter, I, I, I said in my living room, I'm like, this is not going the right way. Like you just. Yeah. You fit. You feel I mean, like walking all, the plank or something. Obviously, we haven't played sports at the level these guys played, but we all probably played sports growing up. And at some point, you got to make a stand. You gotta. You know, you gotta try to do something different, and we just. You know, I guess he had confidence, but I think it was misplaced confidence in that game. It was obvious we weren't even coming close to stopping him. Well, and, and none of his guys for him, Archie, I appreciate it. None of his guys made a play. It is interesting. And, I, you know, you could be angry at whoever you want. We could, we're all frustrated, right? That, that's the emotions we have right now. It is interesting no one has blamed a single player for a loss. Like, have you? Have we heard anyone, call, you know, not, not even blame them, but say that like this was a big deal like just for example the eagles have set had 75 sacks in their defensive line none of their defensive linemen made a play less two nights ago to to win the game like javon hargrave wants 20 million dollars this offseason he didn't make a play hassan reddick we all argued for two weeks should have been a defensive player of your candidate he didn't make a play you know you, you go i mean I, I thought reddick got close a couple times but he didn't really make a, a game-changing play sweat the closest sweat got i think was the pass interference on bradbury Right, Slay and Bradbury. I mean, how many plays did they make? Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You know, he was he was in the round. Kelsey on some of those catches early in the game. He didn't make a play. It's it's interesting. Like, there's they have a lot of guys who made a lot of plays all year. None of those guys made a play, and no one is saying anything. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, they just they never forced the Chiefs into negative situations, right? I mean, the two stops they got at the end of the second quarter were because I think a Chiefs false start pushed them into a third and long, right. and then. They, they did have a run for negative yardage on the drive previous that ended it. But for the most part, the Chiefs stayed way ahead of the six. You know, they only had eight third downs. They were four for eight on third down, which I think is, if not the least, you know, one of the lowest numbers of third downs in, in the history of the Super Bowl, considering the Eagles were like 11 for 18. And part of it was because the Eagles were unable to force them backwards. And I think that kind of goes both ways. And because they didn't have any third longs, they were unable to kind of pin their ears back and go after Patrick Mahomes. Right. I think maybe the most disappointing thing was how the Chiefs' offensive line handled the Eagles' defensive line. They're they, neutralized. Yeah. That, that's the thing I think is was the most wrong we were as a fan base heading into the game was that matchup. It was the one we were the most confident in. Eagles' defensive line against the Chiefs' offensive line and it turned out to not be an Eagles advantage. That probably is the most shot. Like, I could have played this out for you. Like, if I if I mapped the game out last week, last week and I said, you know, Mahomes goes crazy the second half, you probably shrug and say, oh, what are you going to do? If I say to you, Jalen Hurts plays really well, you'd say, I, I believe in Jalen. If you say, 
you know, Travis Kelsey has X number of yards. You, you know, if I told you that, whatever, I told you a couple different combinations of how this game went, 38-35, you probably would have believed all of it. But if I told you that the Chiefs offensive line would decisively win the battle against the Eagles defensive line, I don't think you would have believed it. And, and I thought they decisively won. Now, one of our callers earlier mentioned the slipping on the field, like the Eagles seemed to slip more. Someone went back and looked. I mean, I, obviously that played p- part of the role, but I still think the Chiefs offensive line just played better than the Eagles defensive line. Like the run game, they, they were gashing them. I felt like Pacheco would find a hole and then he would just burst through for like eight yards a pop. It was easy. No one's talked about C.J. Gardner-Johnson's hit on him on that final drive. That was as vicious of a hit as you can get in the, the modern NFL. Yeah, I. they quickly went to commercial, right? They did. He was on a knee. They went to commercial, and I thought there's no way he gets back in the game, and obviously he did. So my first thought when I saw the hit was it was similar in that it wasn't – it was fast and hard and impactful but not illegal, right? There was no helmet to helmet. It was like the DeMar Hamlin hit. It was helmet to chest. Right. It reminded me of Hamlin. Um, and then I was like, I thought about that. They went to commercial. I was like, he better not be on the ground when they get back. Not that I thought the same thing was going to happen. Like that's a once in a million. Got the, the wind knocked out of him. Right. But. but that would have been like a scary scene for the NFL if it's a similar hit to the chest and the guy's on the ground when everyone gets back. I wonder if that's why they went to commercial so quick. Yeah, I, I you probably that's probably why they did it. Bill is in South Jersey. What's up, Bill? Well. First of all, guys, I don't want to sound like a Dallas fan by extending my vowels and my nouns and my adjectives, so it'll sound like I'm whining. So I'm going to talk about the positive things, but do you believe in analytics when it comes to baseball? Yes. Okay, so what if I told you that the analytics at the end of that game was in the favor of giving them a first down? At when they First of all, that Kansas City player made him a big-time mistake by going out of bounds when we only had two timeouts. And the first thing I thought is that, you know, they've been – you know, slices and dicing this most of the game. And um, with the uh, the way the analytics was set up, not that I'm an analytics, you know, uh, super uh, math guy or anything. You know, I'm married to a professor of math at a, at a college. It doesn't transfer over to me. But I was told that the percentages of us winning the game or having a chance of winning the game was closer to 60%. Um, if if they uh, – we got the two-minute warning, and if we stop them, great. They kick the field goal. we still got a minute to go down and, and win the game outright. But if they score, which they would have tried to do because we gave them the first down um, automatically, because those three downs that we gave them on the 20 um, ate up the clock like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, you know, once they were inside the, uh, the, the 10-yard line with uh, less than, you know, whatever it was, a minute and 30, it was like 97% loss, you know. But uh, what if I told you that we give him that first down? What do you think about that? Instead yeah. of the touchdown, just give him the first down inside the 10. Now it's first and goal. Yeah, I mean, it would. I, Bill, I, I think you're right. It probably would have worked out better. Like, they would have had more time on the back end. And that, and then really time became the, the biggest enemy, right? Once the penalty happened and then and then McKinnon's, you know, took the knee at the one, the time was their biggest enemy there. You, I, I agree with you. I think that would have been, that would have been better. I, I think at, after the penalty... The Eagles realized how in a, how bad of a spot they were, and that's why they tried to let them score. But the Chiefs realized it too. Right, and I listen. I hate the way the new wave is going with artificial intelligence and everything. But the, the truth of the matter is, is that if you have real game time statistics and you have it in a computer, and you got a guy that's his position with the Philadelphia Eagles is only this to call down and say, "Listen, we got an eighty percent chance of winning this game if we let them go and get the first down inside the ten 
instead of, you know, if, if we hold them and they get the first down and the third down, now we're going up to 97% lose. And the thing is that you always want to give yourself a chance to win. And that guy, when he sat down on that one-yard line, it, it just it just crushed me. It reminded me of back when, and, and in the year 2000, when we lost to St. Louis, we were up at halftime. And me and my wife, my girlfriend at the time, we're now married. Uh, that walk coming out of that stadium at St. Louis, the, the, the Rams, uh, you know, I could imagine how our, our brother and our sister in, uh, of Philadelphia felt going out of that stadium, knowing that we're going to sit there and watch our, our fellow Eagles get lined up at the at the uh, the, the rifle. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 there's no way we could defend this game. You know, at least we get a shot at the end there. That's right. the thing. Like, you know, but you need instant time thinking. You need somebody to call down and, and have those statistics on hand, really. And it's just a thought. You know, maybe, you know, we always got to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to, you know, strategies and stuff. And maybe that's just a way of doing it, a way of thinking. Because you guys had the statistic guy for WIP all the time. You know, you guys are ringing in the statistics and everything. Imagine you're doing that for game time decisions, you know? Yeah, Bill, it's it's an interesting thought. Bill, I appreciate it, man. Um, I mean, I do think teams use win probability. that They, they have – but I, I do think – Bill's idea is like he wants AI with the like instantaneous play-by-play what the right play is, right? Like we see this on social media during the game. But I think the way it, where it works with the Eagles or any NFL team is they, they kind of pre-plan this stuff, right? They have these meetings all week about certain situations and what is probably the best way to do it. And I think the best coaches kind of follow. Like I think Sirianni, for the most part, goes along with what he's being told and, and what seems like the, the, the best-case scenario to give them the best chance to win. But in the heat of the moment, like – that's you can't do that, right? You, like you, you, there's no one in your ear. Like if it's a if it's a big decision, a fourth down, a timeout. Like I think he's probably getting some coaching from someone. Uh, I don't know who it'd be, Alex Hallaby or whoever. Like they they had the guy who was the guy. Um, he was a guest on our show a few times. He used to work for Doug. Maybe he does again now. Ryan Ryan Paganetti. Uh, yes, uh, he was like he the, works for the Jags again because he changed his Twitter name to Ryan Jaganetti, and I thought that was hysterical. Oh yeah, he, I enjoyed having him on. He was Doug's like analytics co- in-game coordinator here, and then uh, obviously he's working for Doug again. Uh, so he, I think he would be the guy that would give him like, hey, well you know what, what's the numbers on this one? And he would tell him like, all right, f- w- you know we go for this, we hit it, fifty-five percent win percentage. We don't, we miss it. You know, it's a 55% lose, you know, whatever, whatever the numbers were to get, just kind of guide the decision-making process there. I mean, baseball is the one because every, every moment late in the game, you know, the win probability changes so much, like, uh, you know, a walk versus strikeout versus double play, right? It just flips the whole game, you know, just every play so it's high leverage in close games. I don't know if you – I don't know if Sirianni's thinking about that as they're trying to make a stop there on that final drive. Like, after the penalty, obviously, like, it all hits everybody. I, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he has information on that. I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, and it seems so counterintuitive, doesn't it? Yes. Because at the time, you're thinking we get three stops, they kick a field goal, and we have you know a minute, whatever it would have been, minute 54, minute 50, to get back. But, yeah, I mean, the caller did bring up a valid point. If you let them inside the 10-yard line, they can only run three more plays. They, they can't run what would have amounted to, you know, five total, like, you would have gotten the ball back with like a minute to go, no matter what. Yeah, well, that and that would have been more than enough time to go try to make a play. Let's talk to Frankie, who's in Roxborough. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Frankie, doing all right. How are you? Rehashing the game, Joe. I, I, I think we're watched. all we're all doing. I you watch it too? Yeah. And like, tell you the truth, Joe. 
Our linebackers played bad, too. What did you say about the linebackers, Frankie? They, they didn't play. They, they didn't have their best no, game. No, you're right, Frankie. They, they were kind of on ice skates out there. The, run, the Chiefs' run game was really better than them. They were overrunning everything. Even our pass rush, they were overrunning. You know what I mean? They were like, um, it was just they were they were trying to get their. They weren't disciplined. That's what that's what I'm talking about, Joe. Yes. And and they were getting pushed around. That's why they never got there. Yeah, I mean, and, it felt like every time Pacheco got the ball, he was bursting six yards yeah. past them. Yep. Yes. And and remember that that last third down play we we we. Uh, I think it was third and two. It was towards the end of the game. Yes. That, the down that, that forced the punt yes. when we punted, right? Mm-hmm. Joe, why didn't they just run the ball once? And then I, I would think you would get a yard, and then we do our sneak. I mean, I think that was a big – that was one of the big mistakes. Like, there was a lot of them in that game, like the punt return. I mean uh, – but why didn't they run the ball? Uh, you know, Frankie, it's a good question because you would think, think I mean, you would that, think though. they would have been able to get the first down on two runs. They could have, yep. Because because that play, he, he dropped back and he rolled out. It was a throwaway. So I would think if I'm just saying if I was the coach, I would I would have overran any call. I would have ran the ball. As good as we were sneaking, as good as we do that, wouldn't you think like we'd at least get a yard and then we would sneak, right? Yes, without question. And that I, I and probably after that we would have probably won the game. Well, if they don't give the ball back, I think that, well, here's what it would have been, Frankie. They would have had two possessions down the stretch to the Chiefs only having one. I mean, they would have been in the advantage. Right, but but anyway, if, if we did get that first down, they the punt the punt return would have never happened. What, right, I mean they don't put the ball back, so the the Chiefs are not set up for that extra touchdown. Right, that that's it. Right, I mean we if if we would have got a yard, did our did our famous sneak that nobody ever that they didn't stop it the whole game. I, I would think he, they would have probably went for it even if they needed a a yard and a half. And and that I mean that that whole sequence, Frankie, it, it really and I know you just watched it. And I appreciate your call, as always. That sequence leading into the punt by Sirianni, it just it's still it's still it irks me. A couple of days later, because I just think in that spot you can't punt it back. You, you you effectively said you take two possessions, we'll take one, and we'll take our chances, and that that ended it. I mean that that lost the football game. Like th- that that sequence after that, you know, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Eagles, field goal Chiefs. That that was the game. I mean that 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 math did not work out well for the Eagles. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's a hopper. We'll come back. Your phone calls as we react here. 
to everything about this Super Bowl, everything about this loss, and of course, Steichen and Gannon both leaving. I think Gannon is the more impactful loss for next season, without question. 215-592-9494 for all your phone calls coming up, and we'll play for you everything Hurts had to say today uh, in his press conference. Well, it was a press conference, but you know, kind of standing in his locker talking for the last time this season. We'll have that for you coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard on this Tuesday night uh, after the Eagles. Of course, I was watching it again on NFL Network. We know what happened. I don't have to say it. We, we know what happened two nights ago. We react here. And, and I, I just keep coming back to the mistakes they made, but both mental, physical mistakes. And, and that was it. That, that really was the determining factor in this game. And, and of course, Sirianni um, not certainly punting. I mean, that, that punt, I, I think, really set it up to give the Chiefs two possessions to their one with 10 minutes to go. Also, Stike it to the Colts. We, I was watching the press conference today. Jim Irsay was, um, was kind of – Going off about which quarterbacks likes in the draft. I don't think anyone there was particularly pleased about it, but Syke is the guy in Indianapolis. Gannon, the guy in Arizona. I think they're going to miss Gannon way, way more coming up. All right, we'll get to the Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, it was like an impromptu press conference today, and, and I was thinking about it. It's, it's probably the last time he'll speak until who knows when, maybe when they give him a contract. So we'll play that for you coming up in a few notes. But right back, back to the lines right now. Mark in Woodbury Heights is up. Hey, Mark. Joe, how are you? I'm bummed, Mark. How about you? Same, same thing. You know, everything comes out in the wash, Joe. And I had called you after the Saints game, and I had I had some concerns. You did. I remember that. Yep. And the bottom line was what I said back then came came out in the Super Bowl. Sloppiness. You know, the the fumble, obviously, and they had been turning the ball over a little bit against the Bears. Um, Cowboys, yep. Yes. Um, the fumble, I, yeah, obviously, it was a killer. It was a killer. It, it hurts play great, play great game. But you gave him seven points. You gave it to him. Um, special teams. There's another seven points you gave him. You gave him 14 points. 
You could beat up Gannon all you want, and the defense played very poorly, very poorly. There's no question about it. But you gave them 14 points. And at the end of the day, you know who I blame, Joe? Who's that? The head coach. Mark, I'm glad you said it because it feels like everyone has just let that that go. But you're right. that They were sloppy. And and before you make your point, Mark, I want to throw a couple more in just to go with it. The Sayamalu false start before the fumble. That changed that entire play. That's a third and one. They probably sneak it with Hurts. The drive continues. Instead of third and six, obviously he can't fumble. But, like, there was those little things just kept adding up throughout the game. And you saw those things throughout the season. Okay? Uh, the Eagles were more penalized than Kansas City in the Super Bowl. The Eagles made more mistakes than Kansas City. Why? Why? Why did they make more mistakes? Because they weren't as disciplined. And why weren't they as um, more disciplined in Kansas City? Because to me, the culture of the head coach, he does things that I really think are foolish, his antics on the sideline. You know, going back to the first game of the season, you beat the Lions, you put your number one finger up in the air, going to the crowd behind you. Do you see head coaches do that? Well, no. Did you see on Sunday, by the way, what, what ha- the, the moment between him and Hurts? Did you see that? On Sunday, uh, when um, – Tucker, what was the play they were reviewing? There was a play they were reviewing whether the, it was, a, it was a, a big play in the game, like a big yardage swing, right, a catch or not, and they were just trying to decide if the, if the Chiefs were going to move back or forth. It was the Devontae Smith catch at Devontae the end of the first Smith. half. Okay, so the Devontae Smith catch by the end of the first half, right? So they were trying to decide where the ball was going to be. It was like a 30-yard, 40-yard swing. And there was – Mark, on the sideline, Sirianni was like – you know, he was excited and goofing around that he was kind of pointing at the Chiefs players like, go back the other way because we're going to, it's obviously going to go our way. And Hertz put his arm down. Like, tell him, like, enough. It's true. You're a professional. And, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with being emotional. But don't be a jackass. You know, it, it, it's a big difference between being emotional and being a jackass. You know? And there were times this year, to me, he acted like a knucklehead. And, and just some of the things he does. I'm not into the numbers on the visor and this and that. I think he's too, based on what I see, too like one of the players. You're not. You're the head coach. And your team, at the end of the day, in the big moment, which you had tons of talent on this roster, they did not play discipline enough to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, you want to beat up Gannon, beat him up. Gannon's not the head coach. It starts with the head coach. I don't care if he's an offensive coach, a defensive coach, has a special team background. He just got, working, he just got done working for ESPN. I don't care. He's the head coach. Your team came out in the third quarter and got punched right in the face. It's your defense, not Gannon's defense. It's your defense. You're the head coach. Well, to that point, Mark, you know, the two touchdowns, right, the two easy scores where the guy was wide open for the Chiefs, that that was a play, apparently the Chiefs saw it, that, that Doug used it against the Eagles earlier this year, and they said, all right, if we run motion, we think we can get a guy wide open. The enemy saw it on film, and they used it like – 
you're right. He's the head coach. So Gannon didn't catch it. Bad on Gannon. But you know who else didn't catch the tendency? Sirianni didn't notice it either because he, he, he didn't Correct. say anything. Correct. It starts with the head coach. You know, when, when the Patriots beat the Eagles back in Super Bowl 39, um, people weren't ripping Jim Johnson. They were ripping Andy Reid. Okay? And the defense gave up points. You know, um, they lost Super Bowl 15. Dick Vermeil got took the blame. It goes back to the head coach. And I don't know if he's good enough or not. I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't. Did the Eagles really play anyone really strong this year, Joe? No. I mean, that, that was part of the reason why they racked up all the wins, right? They had a, a pretty softer schedule, and they played in the NFC. Yeah, so they didn't have to. Not until, we, we kind of felt this too, Mark. Until the Super Bowl, whether they'll see the Bengals or the Bills or the Chiefs, they wouldn't have faced another great team. Yeah, and, and Kansas City played a much, much tougher schedule. Yep. And Kansas City didn't make the mistakes the Eagles made. They just didn't. They played they play with much more discipline, you know, and, I, and I'm sorry, I blame the head coach for it. And I don't know how good he is. You know, we got to wait and see. The roster was strong, um, but I don't like – he's just goofy, man. I, I just – I don't like it. I, I, I agree, like Mark. It. You and I agree on this. And, Mark, I appreciate it, man. I mean, Sirianni was my biggest question mark before the season. I can't sit here and say he didn't have a good year. They made the Super Bowl. I, I did bite back last night someone who said they should fire him. But I do agree with Mark's sentiment that there is there is an element. I don't, I don't know if "not sold" is the right word, I, but there is an element that I I'm not sure if his team will ever be buttoned up enough in these big moments. I I, I do wonder that about him. There's there's something he's he's obviously a good coach. I'm not going to crush him after losing by three to the Chiefs, and his team was outgained them and did a lot of a lot of good. But I, I do I don't think Mark's crazy what he's saying there. No, I think coming out of this this playoff run, he's the guy you still have questions about. And obviously if you had questions about Gannon or, or Steichen, they're gone, so you don't have to worry about that. But Jalen Hurts answered all the questions. I, I thought after the Phillies postseason run, Bryce Harper answered all those questions. We found out what he was and what he was capable of doing in a big moment. And I think we now feel the same about Jalen Hurts. I know that when the playoffs roll around next year, and if the Eagles are in it, he's capable of playing and putting up big numbers and big moments. And I think we have those questions about Nick Sirianni now because even though they rolled in their first two games, when push came to shove, I think he came up small. Yeah, and I, you know it's interesting with with specifically Gannon gone now. Who and and I and this town loves Hurts, right? Like there's very few Hurts attractors left at all. Who gets the blame when they lose games next year? Like who? Like next year, and I know Angelo won't be here to yell about Gannon, but like next season, when they lose, and they they're going to lose more games next year. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the news to everyone right now. They're gonna lose more games next year than they did this year. I'm sorry, I don't think they're going to go 14 and three again. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. Maybe they go 12 and five, and they'll be fine. But when they lose games next year, who, who's getting the blame on Monday morning? We're going to blame this new coordinator. We don't know who the guy is. Probably not. Are we going to blame the new play caller? No, because like he's he's kind of I mean, Shane Sykin also never got blamed because he's kind of anonymous behind the scenes. Are we going to blame Jalen Hurts? Maybe if he has a bad game, but he's now liked, and he usually doesn't have bit really bad games anymore. He's he's pretty steady, even if he's just okay. He's he's in kill you and lose you the game. I wonder if it turns to, to Sirianni a little bit. I I just think it's interesting that. 
potentially like if you you and I could see that Gannon's defense had no answer in the second half. Whether that's Gannon's fault, the players' fault, the field, I don't know. We all could see it. Like Mahomes was Mahomes and the, and the run game combining were just going right down the field. It was just too easy. And he had all the answers. Okay, so why give him the ball back? Like that's that's the part I, I just can't get over. That and that's a coaching decision. Richard is in Wilmington, Delaware. Hey Richard. Hey Joe, good to talk to you. You too, Richard. What's up? Well, you asked the question early in your show whether we feel robbed, um, and uh, I don't think that the that that we were robbed by by the the, the flag. I, the NFL, the, the fandom was robbed. And when we played in the Super Bowl five years ago, it was a nail biter until there were zeros, and with a and 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 and, and this guy throws a ticky tack flag with under two minutes to go in the Super Bowl. Everybody got robbed by that. Yeah, it's Richard. It's interesting as you bring this up. I, I saw a story today. I think 113 million people watched the Super Bowl, and then some TV person projected that if. The Eagles had had more time because I guess a lot of people, I, I don't know, I, I never met anyone does this, but I guess there's people out there who will like watch something else. And then if there's like two minutes to go and it's a tie game or something, they'll turn back. So like apparently like seven million extra people would have watched if the Eagles got the ball back, you know, with like a minute and a half to go. So, yeah, all fans were robbed of, of a potential amazing ending. It, 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 yeah, it was. I, I, even Roger Goodell was probably screaming at his, at his, at his television. Or I, or I mean, I'm sure he was there, but you know what I mean. Um, the, the other thing I want to say, I, when I, I've heard the, you know, your arguments about Gannon, and, and uh, it's it brought me back from the ledge a little bit. I, but I, I have to say, like, he was my number. Like, I was so angry that night, and and. It's, I think he was exposed. Like, yeah, we were fourteen and three. Yeah, we didn't play a lot of great opponents, but I mean, we saw quarterbacks and pedestrian ones. New Orleans going, you know, eighty percent, ninety percent completion clicks, nineteen of nineteen completions. And I think what we saw going up against a real witness test, I think that was the real, the the, the real John Gannon, and and. I've come back from the a little bit because I hear your arguments and your your you know I I respect your opinion a lot, but I'm not sorry to see him go. Well, yeah, and you know what? We'll see how he does in Arizona. I don't even know if he's going to be a good head coach. That's a tough spot. I just I hope they could find someone at least as good because it's no guarantee, Richard. They could find a flop, and then all of a sudden we got a bad defense around here. Yeah, yeah, it, it's true, but. Again, I'm, I'm kind of grasping here because I, 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 I'm trying to, to to not go crazy. I know. Well, listen, we we had, all, we're feeling it right now. Yeah. We're all feeling it. We have such a good organization, though, so hopefully they make a good hire. That's, yeah. that's all and we I, can I, hang our hats that's, on. That's a good thought. And, Richard, they probably will. Richard, appreciate the call. I mean, I, other than when uh, – when, when, uh, what's his name? When Chip brought in Billy Davis, who stunk, for the most part, they've had some good coordinators around here, right? Even – you know, post Jim when it went to McDermott, he maybe he was a little young for it, but like obviously Sean McDermott is good, right? Just and they fired very quickly, and then Jim Schwartz. Never Juan Castillo. I was trying to let that one let 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 that breathe. People don't need that kind of pain tonight. All right, before we uh, we talk, we have Jody coming on, and I just want to play this for you. Then we'll react for a couple minutes. Um, 
It is, and this whole offseason, everything Jalen Hurts says, does, is what we're watching for here. Uh, as Hurts spoke today, what to watch for, sponsored by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge, a different kind of mobile network designed to save you money. Here's Hurts earlier today. Jalen, have you had a chance to rewatch the game? Just curious up what new thoughts you have after rewatching it, if so. Um, I think there's uh, definitely a lot to learn from from it. You know, um, I have had the opportunity to watch it and. You know, I think I'm going to move forward um, with all of those experiences in mind and try and use those things to um, better myself and grow, help the guys around me, and we're going to definitely use that as as an experience to take a step and move forward. With the magnitude of that game, are you able to watch it like you would any other game, or is it a little tougher to do that? Yeah, you know, I think um, I think you're definitely able to. You have to look yourself in the mirror and assess it for what it is, you know, and um, do the things that need to be done to grow from it. So, you know, I think that's my mentality going on, and I think that'll be this whole entire team's mentality moving forward. There was a real sense that this was kind of the, the first chance for the world to see what you're all about as a player and a person. Uh, do you have any sense of that? Did you kind of feel that, and are you proud of that? From, from what aspect? Just, you know, I mean, Philly knew, you know, maybe hardcore football fans knew, but on that stage, the whole world sees what you're all about. Yeah, I think for me, like I said, um, I don't, you know, I don't know, um, I don't do it um, for the approval of, you know, anyone else. I appreciate everything that comes with it, but um, I'm not campaigning for, uh, not campaigning to be loved. I'm not campaigning to be hated. Um, I'm just trying to be the best player I can be uh, for this city, for for my teammates, um, my family, the people around me, and everyone that's been along this journey. John, now that you're um, you're eligible for a contract extension, um, where do things stand in that regard? With you and have there been negotiations? I think the, the the thing that that I'm most focused on is winning. You know, the only thing I care about is winning, and ultimately winning championships. So. Um, there will be a day where that conversation can be had, but today isn't that day. Do, do you know, what do you imagine the, for you the emotional climb will be to get back, you know, after such a tough experience? You know, I, um, you know, I, I call them formative experiences. I call them formative experiences. You know, they're all teachable moments, and you decide whether you want to learn from them or not. I, I really believe that. And that's something that I control. That's something that every individual in this organization controls and how we want to respond from it and to it. So it's definitely a so what, now what mentality. And, um, you know, there, there, there's, there's so much um, to be thankful for, so much to give gratitude towards, you know. And, you know, I think you talk about when you, when you move forward, um, you move forward. After times like this, and I know that I've experienced a number of a number of things in in seven years, it seems like since my freshman year at Alabama, um, losing the national championship there. I mean, y'all know what it is. Um, I think when you try and reassess everything after the fact, I think you have to understand that it's a complete clean slate, and you're starting from 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 ground run, ground one, step one. Um, starting from step one, and I think when you start from step one, um, everyone has to be on that same page with that. And you know, I I always say the 24-hour rule. 
Um, it's a 24-hour rule. It, it stings. It stings. Um, but I'm embracing everything that comes with it, and I'm embracing the challenge ahead. And, you know, this, this team will have that mentality moving forward. I'm going to have that mentality, and um, there's a true eagerness to move forward um, with the right intensity, the right focus, the, um, the right type of fortitude. As a follow-up to we'll that, take a that, few more. That, that freshman year was a, a comfortable type game where you led that drive, and then Sean Watson came out field and scored. How did you react in, I guess, the days, the weeks, the months after, after that? And is that helpful experience now? All of those experiences are helpful. All of those experiences are helpful. Helpful. Um, you know, I remember sitting there. Um, I remember sitting there, eighteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old kid, eighteen-year-old kid, and saying, "My sophomore year starts tomorrow," and um, nothing changes now. Nothing changes now. Going into year four, um, hungrier than ever, I'm starving for more, and um, you know, I just want to, you know challenge myself to, to be the best quarterback leader man I can be for my teammates in the city and impact the people around me in the right way so um, maybe the next time around we can finish it off how we want to about the importance of having continuity in the coaching staff with Shane leaving for Indianapolis how does that change things? Does it change things? Well, you know, when you're when you when you, it's it's a good problem to have. You know, I know I've I've spoken on that a lot, and it's been a huge reality for me. Um, I give a lot of credit for Coach Steichen, to Coach Steichen, for what he's been for me um, these last two years, the things that he's taught me, um, what he's been for. You know, I'm getting tired. You're shaking there. Um, <laughs> for what he's been, for what he's been for me um, and his team. Um, as a motivator, as a leader, as a as a as a coach, as an OC, I think he's been the world to us. So, um, like I said, when you win, you want to give other people opportunities to chase their dreams, and that's something that he's been able to do. And I know he's going to do a great job in, in Indianapolis. So that was Hurts there talking at the end about uh, Steichen getting the job with the Colts. He was introduced today. I mean, I, I would think of almost any quarterback in the league, he's probably the most used to this. We win a lot of games. Oh, you go become a head coach somewhere. I mean, he's watched this his entire time in college. He's probably more, not that he wants it. I mean, obviously he wants continuity, but I have to think to him it's like old hat. Like, oh, we have an offense quarter. He's getting another job somewhere. Like last year was probably the weird part of it. Like, wait, they're all staying? I don't get to meet anybody new. Don't they all leave every year? This is the way it always works for me when I go places. Um, But I do think with the continuity factor that that is important that that Brian Johnson just makes a ton of sense uh, to be this team's next offensive coordinator. He's known Hurts forever. He's the quarterback coach right now. This offense could stay kind of online with Brian Johnson. That, that'd be my expectation. And, and with all the rumors out there about Brian Johnson elsewhere, that if the Eagles don't elevate him, someone else will probably poach him and he'll be a coordinator somewhere. So I would think he'll be the guy next year for the Eagles. All right. Um, again, I, I don't know if the word is fun as we rehash all this, but, but I thought it was uh, – What's the word? It's not a fun show. It's a necessary show. I think it was progressive. I yeah. think we're, we're moving forward. We are moving forward. Like by what... Thursday, you think we'll we'll kind of be back to normal? Uh, I think talking so. Phillies, pitchers and catchers. Oh, uh, you know I'm excited to do that. Like it, it's it's weird. I was actually I was reading a couple of Phillies things today. Andrew Painter obviously going to be at camp, and that that's the biggest story. And I I t- actually texted Jack and James. I was like, where is these high hopes like spring trainings here? Tell me about episode. It. Yeah, I mean, you would know as, as as part of the production for their podcast. 
And I, they told me Thursday. I'm like, all right. But like, I, w- I was looking to turn the page in my head today. Because like you go on, you might go on my podcast feed and it's all Super Bowl stuff, right? It's it all- is nice that there's like a three-day gap. Right. So I'm like, I'm ready. So yes, I'm sure Thursday we'll, we'll start doing some of that as well. All right, everyone have a great night. Jody Mack is coming up next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.